The amount of people I hear that say they have their own personal moral compass, but they leave their beliefs at the door at work, that they separate themselves somehow between work and life, just for me, it is a recipe for disaster. I'm Johnny Prest, and this is the Brand Master Flash Podcast. Your brand is your community. It's their instinctive connectedness with you in their hearts and minds. This podcast explores how to define and deliver a brand strategy that is true to who you really are. It will inspire your team, connect you with your customers, and make a positive difference. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Johnny here. So we're all living in a strange world at the moment. Things are sort of slowly sort of returning back to normal. But one of the things that I'm finding, and especially this is with myself, is that we're all hungry for change, positive change. There's been so much dark news and dark feelings around us that I think we're all looking for positive things and we're all looking to do our part. We're all, we're all looking for ways that we can go out there and make a difference. Now, this is the time to do this. We need the leaders, we need the organizations, we need the businesses that are gonna get up and actually move the needle and make positive change. I was really fortunate a few years ago to come across a creative agency that is out there making this change. They're called Nice and Serious. Uh, They were founded by two young entrepreneurs and I had the pleasure to catch up with one of the founders, Tom Tapper. He works with uh, organizations, he works with charities and they make important work that the world needs. I think their slogan is um, they are making creative work that the world needs. Um, They work with all sorts of different charities and organizations but he truly felt that these were the businesses that were making the difference. They were out there making a positive change but they also really needed creativity, they needed new ideas and they needed an agency that could really push them forward and get their message out to the world. So I had the opportunity to have a chat with Tom. We spoke about loads of different things. We talked a lot about purpose. We talked a lot about how he started the agency. And we, and we spoke a lot about the important things that the world needs right now. So I hope you enjoy the interview. And here's Tom Tapper from Nice and Serious. So hi, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good, thank you. Uh, doing really well. Looking forward to the weekend. Good. You've got any plans this weekend? Mm. This weekend, I have got a couple of friends coming over, and then I think I might be going to a Thomas the Tank Engine world with my twins, I think, on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. That sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Where's that? Um, I think it's at the... Um, 
it's at the uh, local, there's like a rail enthusiast sort of museum nearby in Aylesbury. So um, we're just going to be going out there, I think, with the kids this weekend, which would be nice. Brilliant. The weather holds. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, Tom, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your work. Okay, I'm a big fan of Nice and Serious. I, I came about your agency probably about three years ago now, I think. And it was at a time where I was going through a bit of a transition in my life and in my business. So I was being, I wanted to be healthier in my body and my mind. And in that process, I, I wanted to contribute more. I was really looking at my highest level of contribution to my environment, the people around me, my community. And I thought, what was the best channel I had or what was the best leverage I had to, to contribute more? And it was my, my, my agency. And myself and Natalie went through a lot of conversations about how can we be more focused and how can we kind of wrap our business around the things that, that, um, that matter to us. And sustainability was one. The environment was another. And I suppose our community. And through this journey, I came about nice and serious. And I thought, wow, here's another agency that cares about people, cares about the planet, and is were actively working with people and supporting their clients to do good. And obviously looking at your purpose, it's to make creative work the world needs. And I kind of want to start the conversation here, really. I'd like to know more about how that started and, and where that passion comes from. Oh, thanks, Joe. That, that means a lot. I'm really, really kind of you to say that. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, where does I, creative work the world need comes from? So I think um, I, I guess my route into this, the, the whole creative industries is a, was a little bit unusual and, and perhaps reflects the, the, the nature of Nice and Serious. But I was um, originally trained to be an environmental scientist. Um, that was my, my whole life, my whole childhood. I was really kind of engrossed in a lot of the big world environment issues like climate change and things like that. Um, but I always, I always had um, a real creative passion and, you know, my mum's uh, an artist, she's a life drawing artist. So I'd always had this kind of joy. And I always was drawn towards big scientific issues, things like climate change that I, I, I kind of, that, that really sort of um, resonated with me, but I also had a creative side. So I, I was studying environmental um, sciences and I ended up going to a uh, master in science communication because I thought I wanted to become a journalist to ex exercise a bit more creativity. But um, as, as I went through that journey, I, um, I was just seeing like all of this amazing creative work and talent that was being produced by the advertising and creative worlds. And I, I was always inspired by it, to be honest. You know, I, I was always drawn into the, the, the kind of advertising world because of, you know, the creative excellence it demonstrated. And there was just a thought when I left my studies, I mean, this was a long time ago, this was back in 2007 or 2008, where I was like, you know, why is it that when I look at the charities that, that I really care about, the Greenpeace, the WWS, these big charities that are tackling big world issues, why is it that their creative output never looks as good as when a brand tries to sell a shoe or a stick of lipstick? Why is it that their artwork is really strong but whenever we talk about climate change, it sort of sends me to sleep a little bit. So the kind of thought came that, well, what happens if we could do what a, a kind of advertising agency or creative agency does, but 
only apply that creative talent to the the causes that we believe in things like climate change you know inequality issues like that so that was where the thought came from there's that can we make creative work that the world needs right now you know to tackle the big kind of world issues and you know i i think you know there was an element of luck and an element of necessity and that my world was environmental issues i was able to to speak in a way that some of our clients that, that work in sustainability teams or charities would really reassure them because i understood the issues and my job was how can i build up the creative experience and get creative talent from traditional agencies to try and work on these issues and you know it, it was it was at quite a pivotal time i mean at that point in 2008 a lot of the the clients we were working with the brands were talking about corporate responsibilities where it, it wasn't as progressive and exciting as the world we live in today but you know there was starting to be kind of clients building agency relationships to talk about bigger issues beyond their products and and, and that was a niche that that we could work with and, and of course support charities as well in, in doing their broader marketing comms so that's really where it came from it was a it was a frustration at the quality of creativity surrounding big world issues and and the need to want to try and fix it and and an excitement that had already always drawn me towards creativity as well and you know it's the fusion of fusion of two passions in my life so um so that's really where the agency started and where creative work the world need comes from um, yeah, I'd like to really jump on that bit that you just said at the end there, you know, about, you know, your creativity, because I think your your voice is authentic and it cuts through because your passion and your profession met, they collided. And I think that collision of something that you really cared about in your profession and, you know, you were learning and you studied and something that was true to you, plus the the other side of the brain, which is the creativity mm -hmm. and that met and then and then saw a need there was a need that these charities and organizations they weren't probably as great at amplifying their voice as they could be and then nice and serious is that amplification you are the megaphone for those type of organizations um the other thing we talk about within purpose that purpose is something that's quite important to me it's something i kind of study a lot within my own my own work and my own profession when i work with my clients it's normally the starting point it's normally the most difficult question to ask is the why and i heard a long time ago a lovely description for why and that it's that it's your highest level of contribution mm. suppose i want to put that back to you for yourself and your team and nice and serious what do you feel that your highest level of contribution is mm. that's a really good uh, it's a really good framing of it actually i, li I like that um yeah i i i think I think it comes back to, 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 to what you said at the start and, and that kind of um, moment that, that, that you and your partner had three or so years ago when you were thinking, what role can I play here? And I think we all have that moment in our lives. And, and, and I think the tendency is to think, I want to get into the trenches. You know, if I want to fix these world issues, then I need to roll my sleeves up and I need to go and volunteer or dig a well in Africa or do something like that. And, that's all very helpful but if you if you really think practically you and our team and your team like we were born with creative skills like that is the greatest value we can add so it's about saying that what's the greatest impact we can have using the skills that we were born with like me digging a well in africa will be helpful but there are millions if not billions of people that could do the same thing 
if I can use my creative skills that I was born with to support the charities to amplify the cause, the, the cause that they're supporting, I might be able to galvanize a thousand people to dig wells and therefore amplify my impact. So I, I think have I lost track actually with your question? You know, your agency and the work that you do is this the highest level of contribution. It's using the 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 reservoir of talent that you have to do good, and that really it, and that is the purpose that's written all through your site, your social channels, and you're doing you pre you know you're doing what you're preaching, which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no. So I guess it is that it's it's just about dedicating. Uh, yeah, our skills are to, as you said exactly as you said. I think it's a lovely frame uh, framing of uh, amplifying what we what the the work our clients do. And you know, and and, and I I think you're right. That's for me where where we see our our calling as an agency and where we can ultimately have the most impact. And that's what I always try and bring our team back to is saying, you know, it, it can sometimes even even in in the world we work in on the issues we work in, you can sometimes feel frustrated that you're not having a direct impact but I try and bring everyone back to the fact is that if we are going to solve these big world issues there are thousands of different roles to play within fixing a system communications and amplification is one of them that's what we're really really good at just do that well and trust the process that other people will support and the other bits that they're really good at and 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 i think it you, you can sometimes get distance from that and forget it but i think it's all about bringing yourself to to what role do you play in, in solving those bigger issues and, and that's the power of purpose you know you, you said when you're talking to your team no matter what clients you've got no matter what projects you're working on the challenges the ups and downs if you have that underlying purpose that drives you the north star that we all work towards you can keep coming back to that and knowing are we on track are we all aligned together are we all talking the same yeah. story uh, and that's something why I you know in the work that I do with brand strategy you know it's so important that I preach that to my clients that we've got to find out what the purpose is and it just aligns us together and it brings us back to that same place so it's really good that you've 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 explored that you've exercised that and you live and work by it and I'm sure the clients that you're working with do the same um yeah. in terms in terms of your range of clients that you work with and the work that you're doing and it's so multifaceted which global challenges which there are a lot of which global challenges do you feel right now need the most amount of communication god that's a really good question i haven't thought about it. <laughs> um so what what global challenges need the most communication um you know what i, I think it's a really tricky one to answer because of the nature of so many of the global challenges and 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 i think the more that we start to understand them and un, uh, to, to the actual issues we start to realize that they are all interlinked so you cannot tackle climate change without tackling inequality you know you you cannot tackle i get it the biodiversity crisis without looking at inequality or poverty because you know because often biodiversity is, is devastated when nations try and develop and industrialize and things like that so the, the problem is for me to say right now the, the the biggest issue is gender inequality or something like that 
it's saying, yes, that's true. But if we all focus on that and forget about biodiversity conservation or other world issues, you know, we're not going to solve it. So the answer, the kind of perhaps political or sitting on the fence answer is all of these issues have an equal importance. And the idea is that they all need to be addressed almost simultaneously to solve those slightly big kind of systemic issues, if anything. But, you know, but if you were to back me into a corner to give you something more interesting to go with, if you were to back me into a corner and say, what is the biggest single issue that we need to look at? I would argue that at the root cause of a lot of these things, I would say something slightly, um, probably around something like consumerism, uh, I would say, or, or looking at the perhaps where that could go in, in the direction of the circular economy. I would say that's probably a really strong and important place to start because I, I don't think we can, you know, putting our hand on our heart, say we can really tackle climate change, that we can really tackle the, like the biodiversity crisis if we don't tackle consumerism or oh, sorry overconsumption I should probably say because I think ultimately that is the driving force that sits behind a lot of that you know I don't think we can keep consuming at the rate we are um, and tackle climate change if that makes sense so I would probably say that's the biggest one and it's obvious for obvious reasons it is not an issue that a lot of brands are willing to tackle unless they're incredibly pioneering like a Patagonia or something like that and they're willing to say actually don't buy this item or buy less and I think that's where the conversation needs to be heading. I, I totally agree. And if we're going to talk about consumerism, and obviously that that's a, a diverse subject in its own right, but actually within that and, and plays a huge part. And I know the podcast isn't about this, but you know, diet and health will play a huge part. If we were going to look at certain areas, that could be a good starting point. But I think if we were to go one step before that, I think mindset and education would probably be a first things to approach because if we can get people thinking differently if we can get people learning about these important subjects that you do every single day with your clients and i suppose that leads on to nice and serious because a lot of the work that you do is educating audiences about these really really big important subjects mm -hmm. so you know so i suppose that you know in terms of the things that we need to address the way that you're addressing it as an organization with your clients is is a great way of just a taster and a feel and a, and a an experience of what's going on in the world around us um yeah no i i i completely agree i i think how, you know can we expect people to change their behaviors without understanding the issues in the first place and you know i, I would argue that a lot of what we do and other agencies like us do you know isn't traditional marketing communications it, it is often education as in, in raising awareness of these big issues and, and helping people understand that, that their role in in addressing them um and yeah i mean god education across the board i i i think you can't you know we can't expect to solve certain issues without education and and, and the importance of it and it's, it's one of the key sustainable development goals as well is 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 kind of universal education across the board so um yeah i completely agree okay and that's good because that segues into my question perfectly how does creativity play a part in this then how do we use creativity to educate and inspire and guide what what's what's the the best way to do this give me some tips mm -hmm. and tricks on the from the nice and serious side of it yeah. um 
Okay, so how, how can how can creativity help people understand and and kind of activate them to take action on, on these big issues? So, you know, I I think there's a problem that 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 a lot of organizations and people face when they start to get involved in these issues, in that they're incredibly multifaceted, they're complicated issues. And when you get immersed in them, when you really take time to understand inequality or climate change or things like that, you realize how complicated you are. And then when it comes to communications to educate people or to inspire them to take action, there's this feeling that we need to bring people up to the same level of understanding that we have because we've invested time in research and things like that and and i think that's often where these issues fall foul because when people start wanting to talk about the necessity to talk about climate change for example they might feel the need to explain to people the importance of reaching a net zero world by 2050 and you're like, God, you're just introducing several conceptual layers to that, which your audience isn't going to be up to speed on. So really, I think our job as communicators is to invest time to really understand the issues, but to understand them so that we can confidently simplify them. Because I, I think, you know, it's so exciting when you work on these issues. There's a tendency just to get immersed in it and get, get excited about it and assume that everyone has a base level of understanding similar to you. So, you know, I, I think half of our job is to confidently say to our clients and work with them and say, actually, people don't necessarily need to know this depth of detail. You need to have the confidence to really strip it back to keep your messages incredibly simple. And those messages, because of their simplicity, were more likely going to trigger kind of um, uh, an action of some sort. So, you know, the, like I say, the, the biggest problem that we see is just the overcomplification and the assumption that people have a have a base level under understanding of certain terminology. So, our job is is to to, to simplify it. And then to use some of the let some of the levers that that are used in advertising. You know, ideas of kind of aspirational concepts or or, or, or kind of concepts that that, that that run much deeper like sense of in fairness or injustice or things like that motivate us to take action so it's a job of simplifying it then using a lot of the tools that we use in the advertising industry in order to drive action so um yeah and 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 that takes confidence because people are like oh you know it's a really nuanced issue are we okay just simplifying it to one snappy line of copy or whatever and and that's where i, I think agencies have a role to play in, in holding clients hands there so um so yeah that's normally our job is confidently simplifying things and 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 then using the advertising levers whether it's a really sharply line of a sharp line of copy or whether it's a metaphor an analogy that can help people understand the ridiculousness of a situation or whether it's using laughter or humor to create that that ladder to help people scale a, a, a kind of behavior change barrier or something like that because you know laughter can be really powerful when you're approaching a really contentious subject that might challenge people's worldview or something so you know it, it's about you've got this massive toolbox as a creative and you've just got to pick right what's the right tool here to try and activate a behavior change 
and then you yeah so there's lots of shit going on and it's not like there's one size fits all you know we're not an agency that just leans on humor or you know you've, you've got to look at the issue you've got to look at your audience and you've got to somehow bring that together in a snappy film or, or line of copy or something so and it's through um, intelligent storytelling you know and, and and when we talk about storytelling it's through words and pictures and 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 it's, it's incredible some of the things that you're saying here because i really it really resonates with me because a lot of the work that we do is very similar and you know the, the pre-production work the exploration through the ideas the notes the knowledge the data and everything that's where the deep work is that's yeah. not you know that is difficult work as you know and um natalie um a partner in in seed one of her main jobs so what we do a, a white paper explainer and i know you guys do you know you get these white papers these documents these information you've got to turn it into a story a message some piece of media and then the right channels to distribute that and you know Natalie can spend weeks and weeks and weeks yep. just covered in paper and and highlighter pens and figuring out things and reading and reading because you can't communicate these important stories and messages unless you truly understand it and I mean really understand it and it might not be something that you really care about but as your job you've got to you've got to learn to care you've got to learn to find a way of connecting with it and then then you've got to make it into something that you can send out to anyone can watch it from a five-year-old to a hundred and five-year-old and understand it but not just understand it connect with it and go yeah this is important this is this is this is something i believe in or i want to believe in um so it, you know your job as an agency now is goes beyond making beautiful things and saying nice things you've mm. got to really invest yourself into these subject areas and create media and create stories that's gonna you know it's gonna amplify and, and get out there so i no, i really um I really understand the work that you do and understand the creative side of the things that you're doing are are doing important things. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, and I, I think like you were saying with Natalie, I, I think we have a responsibility as agencies to do that due diligence so that when we do suggest that simplified story, we, we can justify it and, and that we're not we're not creating a risk for our clients because you know I, I think as you'll be aware, consumers and recent like changes in legislation means that people are more conscious of greenwashing. And, and if you go out with a really strong statement or line of copy that just doesn't stack up, you know, the brand's gonna get hammered for it. So, you know, we have that responsibility to say, understand the issue so that when you make recommendations and simplify, you can say that with confidence and say, no, I still think this isn't, this message has authenticity to it. Mm. Um, so and it's yeah. interesting about greenwashing because a lot mm. of the time it's not, it's not that it's inauthentic it's that it's sloppy and it hasn't yeah. been thought out and it and and you know the audience hasn't been listened to they've not explored different ways of communicating and it's interesting that you know the greenwashing it is just it can be just sloppy advertising or sloppy marketing yeah and i don't think yeah sometimes it gets criticized as like oh it's duplicitous and stuff like that that isn't i don't i, I don't believe that's always the case perhaps sometimes it is in the case of some of the oil giants and stuff like that but but i think a lot of the time you're right it's just sloppy creative work or sloppy strategy it hasn't really been thought through and um you know and, and now I, I think people are a bit more savvy and, and and people will get challenged and criticized for it so yeah, you know, I don't think there, there aren't, you know, the creatives and whatnot, they're, they're not doing it to try and evade detection or anything like that. They're just not properly thinking it through. And, and often if they don't have the right people in the teams or if the right questions aren't being asked, 
if they are not engaging, if, if they're making a big sustainability claim but haven't properly engaged their sustainability team or experts in it, then there's always the risk that it's going to sound a bit greenwashy and they're going to get criticised. Hey everyone, I just wanted to jump in here and offer my support. If you're looking to solve your business challenges, you're looking for new ideas, or you're simply just looking to grow your organization, then it's time for a new brand strategy. I'd love to know more about you and your business. So get in touch with me through seedcreativity.co.uk and we can get things moving. Now back to the show. Cool, well, I'm gonna move on to my quick fire questions now. Okay. Um, they're not quick. They often, <laughs> they often give the biggest answers, the longest <laughs> answers, but they normally give the best answers. Okay. okay. So I'm going to catch you a bit off guard here, I think. Um, uh, first one is I ask everyone this is what's the most important thing that you've learned in the past 18 months? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm not, no, I'm not right. I have no, my brain normally the, the first reaction is the right reaction. Okay. Um, so I think as a business, the most important thing I've learned is do less and do it better. I would probably say that's okay. as a business, um, as, I've a other stuff, but <laughs> as, as, as a, as a person, um, oh God, um, do more, do more. Yeah. Do, do, do more and, and blag it. Um, no, I, oh God, I, I would say as a, as a person, I would say I would, I think I probably underestimated the value of having physical contact in building a culture. I, I, I think remote working has led to more transactional relationships. And I think that is detrimental to culture. But I equally think remote working has led to better work-life balances. So I think the next year to two years are going to be fascinating to see if we can get that balance right of, of bringing back good, strong culture, but also enabling people to work remotely and have a better work-life balance. And, and, and I, I think that's a fascinating area. We're, we're experimenting at the moment and I, I'm really keen to get that right because I, I think it will help the long-term success of our industry because we are an industry that is so fucked on so many levels like like with burnout and mental health and stuff like that that i think it's such a exciting opportunity to get that right i agree I, I had exactly the same conversation a few weeks ago with simon dixon from dixon baxi he said exactly the same thing they're really really analyzing now their working culture their working processes their timetables how people um, use the studio how they don't want to use the studio and it's just thrown everything out there and they're looking at everything now and trying to take all the positives and, and remove all the negatives on both camps and and, um, and and you know we are seeing this through every industry and every business now everyone's reanalyzing the the way we always did it approach to well what's the way that we do it now yeah. and I suppose it's it's this balance of productivity because it is a business at the day, end of the day but it's also the balance of work-life integration and people's mental health and people's overall health spiritually emotionally physically and bringing people together you know I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in brand building. And when I talk about brand building, I really am actually saying community building. And when I say community, I often actually, I'm talking about the team 
when yeah. I when I approach brand, I always approach it internally first. And you know, like you said, in in, in agencies, a lot of um, a lot of burnout, a lot of stress, uh, a lot of staff churn, people moving and coming and going. And this is a great time, and it goes back to health and well-being. And and like we yeah. you know, were talking about before, it, it's such a huge area now, and it's something that got discarded quite a lot. You know, you went to work, you went home, and it was it was separate separate. But COVID brought the two things together, and it brought the the stories together, it brought the situations and the environments together. And it has now unleashed a lot of conversation about yeah. work-life integration. So it's no, it's great that you're talking about that. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm just. I think it's going to be fascinating the next year to see how it all ends. Okay. Okay. Next one then. Um, this is this is a trick. This is a trickier question to okay. answer actually. <laughs> um, but be as honest as you can. Um, your biggest weakness. Um, me or the agency i'm gonna i'm gonna focus the, these are all to to you as a person uh biggest weakness is um saying no and wanting to please people like yeah so avoiding difficult conversations and just wanting to say yes to everything my, yeah my. There, there's a lot of power in, in in no and actually you can you can contribute more to your higher let your highest level of contribution to your company to your people to your family by removing the things that aren't right for you and and you and the mm. word no is truly powerful and you know I, I agree and actually it was something i have a little book that i write down random things and actually just less yesterday i was thinking of this like i think the problem is with like with no with saying no is that like saying no doesn't leave any footprints so when you say yes to something you can always track its progress and be like was that a right decision was it good like there's a lot but as soon as you say no to something you're shutting a door so you can't really analyze whether it was the right thing to do because you're shutting down an avenue so it's really hard to share success stories of no if that makes sense so as, as a culture and as an agency you're just like so yes get opportunities left right and center blah 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 but, but but actually i imagine saying no strategically is more important yet it's quite hard to share do you know i'm am yeah, i totally. making any sense here like totally. uh, and i think i think it's not always about yes or no and 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 simon again mentioned this a few weeks ago he said it's about space you've got you uh, a finite amount of space whether it be space in your mind your heart and physically and you can only fill that space with so much mm. okay so you've got to be careful about who you who you fill that space with and what you fill that space with so rather than seeing it as yes or no it's finite think of it as as space what what do mm. i want into my space and what can i and can't i have in there and that's yeah. kind of like a more visual way of looking at it yeah, and you're right. And that's a really nice, I think that's a really nice, like visual kind of metaphor of that box and, and, and filling it up. And, you know, it's funny that I, in a way that I should say that because, you know, in some respects, I built the agency around saying no, like the, the moral compass tool we built, which gives everyone the vote on projects we work on. You know, that is about saying no, that, 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 that is about, you know, the power of agencies to reject briefs to send signals to the industry and to focus in on our purpose as an agency but yet every time we say no we're shutting a door so it's hard to take learnings from what that may have bought or not 
sport. So, um, you know, it's easier to learn from saying yes and it all going wrong. And you're like, should have said, no. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, uh, but yeah, no, I, I like that. And it shouldn't be kind of um, black or white. I, I agree. It should, you know, you should see it as not closing your door entirely, but not right now or, you know. Yeah. It's a uh, dilemma. It is. Yeah. I'm mindful of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you one more quick fire mm-hmm. and then I'm going to ask one question at the end about, the future and where things okay. are going and support for for businesses so that the next quick fire is um the best thing you've ever created the the best thing we've ever created um i i i honestly think this the best thing we ever create have ever created is not a piece of work it is the thing i just mentioned the, the moral compass so I think that is such an embodiment of our belief as an agency, the belief that everyone in an agency should have a voice and an ability to to kind of decide on the briefs that we work on, which is ultimately an agency's power. Who we decide to work with and not work with is the power we hold as an agency. You know, and I believe coming back to your very first comment um, about a moment of reckoning in, in your life and stuff is, the amount of people I hear that say they have their own personal moral compass, but they leave their beliefs at the door at work, that they separate themselves somehow between work and life, just for me, it is a recipe for disaster. So even though I probably should be quoting some great campaign we launched, like for me, it's the moral compass because it, it, it's a it's a physical app, but it's an embodiment of what we stand for as an agency. And, and the fact that others can use it too for free, I, I think is great because it's instilling our ethics into, into other agencies as well. Um, totally, so for yeah. me, that's it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. There's a there's a term obviously in business that's called fit. You know, is it the right fit? And fit is often where purpose meets identity. So your purpose meets the identity of the of the charity, the organization that you're working with, and that's fit. And your compass allows that fit to happen because it really truly means that you can not only work with the organizations that you feel really passionate about, but you can create the best work possible for that organization through fit we, we have something similar in seed but it's, we, it's like, like a matrix and right. it answers six questions you know are do they share the same values as us is it work that we can help them and enjoy and is it are we passionate yeah. about it um are they will they help us contribute to the, the overall purpose so a series of things and we mark and score them and if they get a certain score then we work with them uh, Brilliant. Don't, don't. but yeah very mm-hmm. something but I, I think the compass that's a real mature way of finding the right companies for you so i, I totally echo that one okay so they're, they're the quick fires you did very well there well done um <laughs> just to finish this off then i suppose i'd like to kind of look at there's a lot of businesses organizations and charities out now they're they're at a crossroads and they're mm-hmm. thinking about the they want to do more. They want to help more. They want to redevelop their brand so they get so they get attract the right people, and they just want to give more. And they, and, and and you know these last eighteen months has helped that. Where where should they start? Where's a good starting point from a business that wants to that wants to drive forward and, and contribute more to the planet and its people? That's that's a really good question. So I I I think the first the first. Um, kind of point that you need to get together with all the leaders in the organization and say, why do we want to do more? Do, do we want to do more because we've heard that that's the right thing to do now and we want to seem like we want to do more? 
or do we actually really want to use our business as a force for good? If, if the latter, if the first is the answer, then ultimately you're going to lead to a fairly vacuous sort of empty space. If you actually want to use your business to have a positive impact on the world, that, that's a really exciting start. But that's also going to lead to some more challenging, more searching questions around the role your business has to play in society, the role your clients might, might play in society. And, and I think if you choose the latter path, I, I think all businesses need to be choosing that latter path, to, to, to be clear. But if you choose that latter path, there will be some complicated discussions in the future. That might mean slightly pivoting or changing your client base because of a lack of fit. But you know, I, I think it's a scary space, but it's a brave space that businesses need to get to. And um, because you know, I'm while I, it may appear a little bit radical what Nice and Serious does, like I, I fundamentally believe in, in businesses and the role we have to play and, and the scale that businesses have that we will need to use and to leverage in order to create the change we want to see. So I think ask that question of why do you want to do good is it marketing or is it more actually like really using your business for good uh, and then you need to start out on that path being like for me it's asking like what's the biggest material impact we can have as an organization you know it's probably going to go beyond allowing your staff to volunteer more or whatnot but it's saying that actually you know where are our big impacts let's reduce those impacts but also what ways could we change our business or pivot our business to become part of the solutions we need to see in the world? Because I think most businesses can play a role, you know, even if you make nuts or bolts, what, what role can you pay in this sustainable future we all need to create? And who knows, there will probably be some commercial opportunities that come with that too. But I think you've got to go into that honestly with integrity for the right reasons and take a step back and say, look, you know, what role can we play in, in this sustainable future? You know, it's not just about some token volunteering time, even though that's very good. It, it, it's about the deeper questions that might challenge the business model. And um, and if it does challenge the business model, then 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 see where that might take you. It's interesting that it always goes back to that question, why? Um, and, and, and following why it's big deep meaningful conversations and questions and i suppose that area that space to answer those questions comes from a brand level and it also it really has to come from a leadership point level as well it it kind of has to sort of start there and then ripple down through the team to make sure there is common common ground there and there are shared beliefs because you know it's all well and good the leader saying well i want to reduce single use plastic through everything that we do and through our local communities etc but unless everyone else is on the same page then yeah. it's not going to be sustained through from a brand level but you know they're they're deep questions and uh, i think it's great that the businesses are starting to ask those yeah. questions tom tell, tell where would you like people to find out about more about the work that you do where would you like to send them um god uh I mean, if they like, hopefully they will start seeing more of our work through the through the stuff we do um, with clients. But um, you know, I'd, obviously our website, if they go to if they search nice and serious, they'll, they'll they'll see a lot of the work we we do and create. And hopefully more than more than just sort of um, you know chatting about ourselves, we we often write a lot of 
interesting pieces through the, the the kind of the research we do and the work we do on a day-to-day -day basis so hopefully there's some useful stuff that we share on instagram linkedin and things like that as well that people can learn from but um but but yeah there's lots of more exciting stuff to come and you know i i think to, to be involved in in this space in this really decisive decade that we've entered in is incredibly exciting and you know I think we're going to see such radical stuff coming out from brands and businesses who who, who the the leaders of these organizations are really wanting to do stuff differently and even if that means challenging very traditional business models so it's really excited to be involved exciting to be involved in that space and and that often leads to some really interesting creative work too so um so yeah yeah keep keep posted there's some lots of um interesting internal projects that are coming out soon with things like useless that we're building and growing and other bits and bobs like that so um so yeah no just keep 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 your eyes out <laughs> yeah i'll put all the links on the show notes and oh, the comments you. and uh, and the information on the videos and the podcast and like like you said you know you you've been going your company's been going for 12 or 13 years but it looks like you really are at the beginning now of creating something that's going to be really important so i i love all your work i'm going to keep tapping into all the work that you're doing and uh, but thank you so much for coming on the show i, I really appreciate it oh pleasure thank you so i hope you enjoyed that interview you can see that Tom's really passionate about making a difference in the world. He does some incredible work. Him and his team do some, does some incredible work with his clients. And he's really, really pushing the envelope and trying to change the world and make it into a better place. If you want to know more about Tom, I'm going to put the links to his website and his social media in the show notes and in the post with this content that you watch or whatever platform you're watching it on. If you do enjoy this content, please do like and share it or send it to people that you that might find it relevant. Uh, also, do subscribe to the channel that you're watching or listening to this. But as always, be useful, be kind, and I'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.